Father, I thank you that you show up wherever there are hungry hearts. Come on, are there any hungry hearts in here tonight? Come on, thank you, Jesus. His goodness is here. His goodness is here tonight. And His goodness is here not because I'm here. His goodness is here because you're here. And you came hungry for Him. And because you love Him. And it's impossible for for a couple hundred people who are hungry for Jesus, who came, gave up a Sunday night to come because they're saying, I want more of Jesus and for... And for him to not stop and take notice. How many people have, have realized it's impossible for Jesus to look at a room like this? And I don't mean the crazy factor, I mean the hunger factor. I mean, the, all these people have gathered to give their time because they want more of Jesus. It's not in his nature to look at a room like this and, and wonder to himself, oh, I'm not sure if I want to show up there. Listen, that's not the way our king works. That's not the way our Jesus works. It's not the way His goodness works. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus isn't, Jesus isn't wondering if He should show up. He's looking for where He can pour out His goodness. Wow. (laughs) But Jesus needs prepared soil. Jesus needs those who are ready enough and free enough just to say, Yes, Lord, here I am. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, thank you, Jesus. His, his tap that we talked about, he, he's freely given himself. He's poured himself out for us, and it's been pouring for 2,000 years. 2,000 years. 2,000 years. Come on. You don't need to be a biblical scholar to realize that what Jesus opens, no man can shut. The veil that He tore, no one's closed it up. When He poured Himself out, no one can turn that off. So it's been pouring for 2,000 years. Wow, He never turns it off, but it's up to us to decide if we want to step into what He's pouring out. Listen, 2,000 years of, of people and generations deciding, do I want to step in or not step in? <laughs> Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Wow. Not only, this is, this is the good news, not only does Jesus have His goodness ready to pour out for you, listen, He's got generations of backlog. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. His goodness. His goodness is here. His goodness is here. The most well-known passage of Scripture, John 3.16, tells us that God so loved the world, so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever should believe on Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. Somebody say, so loved. So loved. Madly in love. Head over heels in love. Over the top in love. Overflowing in love. Listen, it doesn't say that He was kind of in love. I'm just going to pretend like you like my preaching and keep going. By by faith, we 
<laughs> I'm teasing. Listen, it doesn't, listen, it doesn't say he kind of loved the world. And listen, it definitely doesn't say that he was thinking about loving the world. It doesn't say he was considering loving the world. And it does not say that the Father sent Jesus to go and test the waters. Jesus, go down there and check it out and see if the world is worthy of my love. Aren't you glad that's not what it says? In fact, the very thing that compelled the Father to send Jesus was His love. His overwhelming, unconditional Father's heart pouring forth, exploding from within. Abba, Father, love, agape, love that compelled Him to send Jesus. Yet how often do we come to the Father like we're trying to pass a test? <laughs> like we're trying to earn the love. Like, did I have a good enough day? Did I have a good enough week? Have I, have I done it right? Have I memorized enough scriptures? Was I kind enough? Have I read enough? Have I... As though Jesus, as though the Father is withholding His love. No, the reason He sent Jesus was because of His love. Do you know, He, He was compelled, He was gripped with this overflowing, overwhelming love before Jesus set foot on the planet. That means before you received salvation. That's before mankind knew how to be reconciled to the Father. That means before anyone on the planet had it together. He was already madly in love. And yet somehow we sit here 2,000 years later and we wonder if we're worthy of His love. If He was madly in love with you before Jesus came... How much more do you have access to this love now that Jesus has come? Thank you, Jesus. Uh-huh. Whoa. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Jesus did come. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus came, and we all know that he, he lived a perfect sinless life. He died on the cross. He took our sins on Himself. He poured out His blood. He died on the cross on our behalf. He was raised three days later. Took the keys back of sin and death. Thank you, Jesus. Broke the authority of sin and death so that we could be... He did all this so that we could be reconciled to the Father. He did all this so that he could be with his creation, with his sons and daughters again. Now listen, this is, this is gonna be deep. You might wanna write this down. No, 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 I'm just kidding. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) Jesus died on the cross to be with us because he wants to be with us. Because he wants to be with us. 
because He wants to be with you. Can I tell you something that changed my life? Like radically, ultimately, completely changed my life. Yes, when I said yes to Jesus, He came into my life. But the next thing is when I realized that He actually wants to be with me more than I want Him to be with me. We've convinced ourselves that we have to convince Him to do what He already decided He wanted to do. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll work that one out later. It'll, it'll sink in. <laughs> <laughs> that God's already good. That Jesus has already paid the price. He's already torn the veil. He's already poured himself out. He's already chosen you. It got quieter on that one. <laughs> Whoa. We've so convinced ourselves that we have to get something that hasn't already been given. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad it's just not the truth? Listen, the bride of Christ, the church, we, we don't have to get victory. Jesus already won the victory. Look, our assignment, our assignment isn't to win the victory. Our assignment is to learn how to live in victory. It's an assignment. It takes some practice. It takes some work. It takes worshiping. Like we worship tonight. But it's the assignment. To learn how to live in what the Father's already provided. Whoa. Ha, 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 ha. Well, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to preach something to you tonight. I'm just not sure what it is yet. No, I'm joking. <clears throat> The awe of God. The awe of God. The awe of God. The awe of God. How many people realize that the miraculous of God happens in the awe of God? Are we in awe of God? Because if we're alive in Christ, we can't not be in awe of God. If we've been pulled out of darkness, how can we not be in awe of God? Thank you, Jesus. We've been put into this marvelous light. How can we not be in awe of God? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. How many people love the Word? How many people really love the Word? You like love the Word. You just like to feast from His goodness in the word thank you jesus psalms 100 says this serve the lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know that the lord he is god it is he who has made us not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pastor enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. <laughs> I like that part. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. The Lord is good. <laughs> 
The Lord is good. And the Lord is torn the veil. The Lord has paid the price. The Lord has poured Himself out. The Lord isn't asking for you to twist His arm. The Lord is asking to come like a child and simply say yes to what He's already giving. Thank you, Jesus. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Such a beautiful promise. But do you know why it's beautiful? Because once we get through His gates and into His courts, there's somebody in there waiting for us. <laughs> uh, I know this, this might be profound. How many people know that's not just a verse? It's a promise. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It's a, it's a promise from the Father. Do you know, in the, in the Western church, most of the time our struggle isn't that we need to know more. Thank you, ma'am, wherever you are. Bless you tonight. (laughs) I'm feeling encouraged at this moment. Yes, Lord, thank you. Whoa. (laughs) One could put a thousand, two, ten thousand, so we're doing good. Come on, you and I, we're just going to take over for Jesus. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Father. it's, It's a promise. We don't, we don't, our struggle isn't that we need to know more. Our struggle is that we need to expect more from what we already know. Do you know? Whoa, how many, how many people just believe God can breathe on His Word tonight? Breathe on His Word. Bring fresh life and fresh revelation. Fresh presence and fresh encounter. Listen. We know this verse, we've heard this verse, this verse is on walls and we sing it in songs and, but it's not a first a verse, it's first a promise. That's how it became a verse. Enter in to his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. <laughs> Listen, when you get into the courts of the Lord, we're not supposed to be in there like twiddling our thumbs like, oh, what happens next? If that's the case, we made a wrong turn. (laughs) Because when we come in, when we come through, we come in, the King of Kings. He's in there. He's the one inviting us. He's the one calling us. He's the one drawing us. Thank you, Jesus. I actually want to talk to you briefly tonight about waiting on the Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Pete informed me I should try and do my best to keep it under four hours. I'm going to try and honor that. If you have a Bible with you, say, come on, Jesus. If you have that Bible with you, open that Bible to Isaiah 
chapter 40. Isaiah 40. <laughs> well, God's doing so much good stuff on the planet. Thank you, Jesus. God is doing so many good things on the planet. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. God is doing amazing things here. I see, a, I see a young lady here who was bound in a wheelchair for years until the power of God met her at a service here at evening school. Power of God touched her and she got up out of her wheelchair over a year ago and never gone back. And why? Why? Because we're in the house of the Lord. It's okay. I'll just be excited for you. <laughs> Listen, God is healing bodies. Cancer is disappearing. Listen, deaf ears have opened up this weekend here in this room. Eyesight has been restored. The arthritis is fleeing. We had a broken finger here. Listen, God is on the move and God is in this place. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! The question, the question really is, is our awe in proportion to His presence? Now listen, here's, here's the real question that I'm getting to tonight and I'm gonna unpack for the next four hours is this. Are we waiting on Him or is He waiting on us? Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I think this is going to be good. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 40. Whoa. Isaiah 40, verse 29, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thank you, Jesus. Those who wait on the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But here's the thing. Did you know that there's a difference between active waiting and passive waiting? <laughs> and this, and this waiting here is the active waiting. It's, it's the waiting like the hunter in position who has stalked his prey and come into position in the moment is waiting for the prey just to crest the bed and bam! I got what I've been waiting for. It's actually to lay in wait. Another way to put it is to set an ambush. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, to lay in wait, to wait with anticipation and expectancy. There's a wait, a waiting that grabs a hold of the Lord and won't let go. 
There's a waiting that says that there's you're here and there's more to come. And I'm not letting go until I get what you have promised. <laughs> Whoa, thank you, Jesus. A fisherman who doesn't catch it, cast his net doesn't get any fish. A hunter that doesn't string his bow doesn't get any prey. <laughs> Nobody sits on the bank of the river and says, oh, so what are you doing? I'm fishing. I'm waiting. I got my pole over here and my bucket. One day, I'm just believing my bucket will be full of fish one day. No, that's passive waiting. That's not what the Bible is talking about here. The Bible is talking about an active waiting. A laying, laying uh, an ambush. <laughs> the Lord is asking us to catch Him. <laughs> he's not hiding from us, He's hiding for us. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is hiding for us. Do you know, do you know that, that it's the pursuit? It's not a tease. It's the pursuit. The pursuit just to open the veil that's already been torn. To push through the veil that's already been torn. You know, it's the pursuit that prepares us to hold the promise. That was a good word, Joaquin. You're doing well. Keep going. I'm being blessed. I'm being blessed. Keep going. This is good. (laughs) Those who wait on the Lord. Back to Psalms 100. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We know the verse. We love the verse. We sing the verse. We write it on a Christmas card. Like we, we love it. But I want you to notice it's a promise. But it's also a decree. Do you know that the promise starts with enter? Listen, this is what, this is what church has taught us to do. Stand outside the gates and lob some praise his direction and hope that one day he's going to fill my bucket with fish. We're out here, I'm praising the Lord, praising the Lord. What are you doing? I'm waiting on God. He's the one that extended the invitation. Listen, whoa, listen, if it works in this country, I have royalty in this country. Listen, if the queen extends an invitation to you and says, I want you to come to the palace. I want you to enter the gates. I want you to come through the courtyards, come into the palace. I have a banquet for you, and I want you to feast with me and dine with me, and let's have fellowship. Let's get intimate. Let's know one another. If the queen extends that invitation, no one stands outside the gate and go, well, I'm hoping she'll come out to me. 
I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. <laughs> Not me. I'd be running. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but she's got the best scones ever. Whoa, 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 whoa. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Those who enter His gates, listen, it's our, it's our job to enter. He's not hiding. He's right there in plain sight saying the veil is torn. I'm here. Come into the secret place. Come into the Holy of Holies. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. The miraculous of God happens in the awe of God. We're going to begin to look like the bride that he's building. The bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish when we enter in with engagement in our hearts and we realize what the Lord has already done for us. <laughs> that he's already pulled us out of darkness. And he didn't just leave us on the banks of darkness with broken chains and dirty rags. Thank you, Jesus. That was, that was a good point to get excited. <laughs> well, I'm just going to pretend like the microphone cut off and you didn't hear me. So I'm going to, I'm going to start again. Listen. The Lord, the lover of our soul, the King of Kings, He, He didn't leave us in darkness, bound and, and broken. He, listen, He pulled us out of darkness. Listen, listen, if nothing else good ever happens in your life, ever, ever, you still get to go to heaven. I, I don't think they got it. <laughs> Listen, we're so worried about the, the this and the that and the rent and the job and the fixing the car and paying for the kids' education and all these things. And we get caught up in all this temporal, temporary stuff that's going to fade away. <laughs> 30 years, 40 years, 50, what have you got left of that? And then you step into eternity. Whoa. I think the angels are asking themselves a lot, what are they whining about? Turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Come on, we're breezing through. I might cut it down to three hours. <laughs> Anybody in this room madly in love with Jesus? Very thankful for what Jesus has done. Ephesians chapter 2. If you're there, just say, I love Jesus. A cheese uh, a Ephesians chapter 2. <laughs> 
Oh no. Woo. Woo. Hey. Oh man. Uh-oh. I think we, I think we, I think we need to pray. Let's just pray for a moment. Put your hands out and just, yeah, just, yeah, just pray this with me, will you? Just, are you ready to repeat after me? All together. Okay, I'm joking. Some people are like, what is happening right now? I don't, I don't know either, but we're going to get there. So, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Listen, listen. So we're so worried about the rent, the car, the kids' tuition, how we're going to... Cover this, pay for this, do this. We lose sight of the true story. The big picture. My Jesus pulled me out of darkness. I don't know. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just like to tell my situation. I'm not going to hell. Somehow it just has a way of shifting things. I don't know. Verse 4, Ephesians 2 starts with this. But God. Anybody have a but God moment in your life? I, 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 uh, my, my dad is here. He's an amazing man of God. But we got saved in the same year. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I was doing... All the stuff you're not supposed to do, and I was really good at it. (laughs) A joke that finally worked. Thank you, Jesus. I was, I was going the wrong direction. I was going the wrong direction. I was locked in to darkness. But there was a but God moment. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches I need a break The exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. We're not even done yet. For grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, the word is masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Oh my goodness. Talk about a loaded 
passage of scripture. Talk about rich language. Talk about overflowing. Talk about expansive promise. Have you heard anything that's so full of the promise and the goodness of God? Let's look at it again. But God, that's a good start. No matter where you are, there's a but God for you. But God who is, doesn't just have mercy, who is rich in mercy. Why? Because of His great love with which He loved us. Past tense. Already happened. Not thinking about happening. Not considering happening. Not going to happen when you get it together enough. Not not reserved to happen when you get it figured out. Not going to happen when you get cleaned up enough. Already happened. When did this happen? Even when we were dead in trespasses. Made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up together. Made us sit together in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Do you know that in the English and in the Greek, that's past tense? Not going to. Not one day it will. It already has happened. That in. Look, there's a reason. God did all that. He pulled us out of darkness. He put us into His marvelous light. He saved us by grace. He seated us in Christ in heavenly places. Verse 7. So that in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Do you know? That Jesus, when He came and died on the cross, He wasn't experimenting. He wasn't giving it a shot. And He definitely wasn't playing around. He came, He died on the cross, and He broke the power of sin and death. He reconciled creation back to the Father. He opened up the gates for us to have relationship again with God. And He's pouring Himself out. Now listen, there's people, you're in this room. You have an assignment. And I'm not giving you the assignment. The Father has already given you the assignment. And by his estimation, his assignment is this, that he wants to pour out. Look, I'm going to read again. That in the age to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. What is that in layman's terms? The Father wants to pour so much of his goodness on you that it makes the rest of the world jealous for him. Listen, this has been God's assignment for you. Whoa. But the question is, are you doing the passive waiting or the active waiting? 
Because those who wait upon the Lord actively will renew their strength. For by grace you have been saved through faith that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, thank you Jesus, lest anyone should boast. Here it is, verse 10, for we are His workmanship. Again, masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. Listen, for good works, which God prepared when? Beforehand. (laughs) Beforehand. Beforehand. That God looks at you... He sees your story, and God has prepared things for you from beforehand that He's placed in front of you, and all we have to do is say yes and walk into them. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Whoa. We're... Waiting on God. We're putting an ambush out for God. We're, we're waiting with anticipation and expectancy. Listen, if you're waiting not sure when He wants to come, you're already waiting in the wrong place. <laughs> Whoa. The waiting isn't if He's going to come. The waiting is how much more do you want to give me right now? The waiting isn't on on the banks with an empty bucket going one day. No, the the waiting is the anticipation. You throw a surprise party for somebody and everybody's in the house and they're like, oh, shh, they're coming, they're coming. Turn off the lights on behind the couch and you're waiting. It's that like, ah, we're about to jump out and we're about to have the biggest party ever. That's the waiting. Listen, you know that you're waiting with anticipation. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. When you expect Him to come. You know you're waiting with anticipation when you expect Him to come. If I invite my wife to dinner... I'm not like, oh, one day. I'm like, if she's ten minutes late, I'm like, where is, I hope everything's okay. Because she should be here. If she's 20 minutes late, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting anxious. I'm making phone calls. Why? Because she wants to be with me. Listen, if we're doing the type of waiting when we're not sure the other party wants to be there, I thought it was a good word. <laughs> Listen, that's <laughs> when we know he wants to be here more than we want him to be here. <laughs> when we know that he's already torn the veil, he's already extended the invitation. He is in the, he is in the courts with a big smile and anticipation. 
and exceeding riches with loving kindness, with goodness that He wants to pour out on us to all those who will come in with anticipation. Whoa. Whoa. I want to ask you, are you in awe of what God has done for you? Because the miraculous of God happens in the awe of God. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. When are things in my life going to shift when you come through his gates? (laughs) But listen, Thanksgiving, by his estimation, is it that I sing along to worship in the car? It's this explosion, explosive overflow of my heart. I can't believe he's done this for me. Whoa. The presence of God is in here. Anybody believe that he wants to be with you? Okay, and if somebody on the keys, come. The guitar, if you're... If you're not in here, we can do a CD from the back. Or we can really move in faith and I can try and sing. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I believe God wants to encounter some people in a fresh way right now. I believe that God wants to release strength Renewed strength on people tonight. I believe that God is going to help some people mount up on wings. Whoa. I think God's going to help some people run and not grow weary. Walk and not faint. I think God is going to help some people come into a brand new understanding that I'm not trying to twist his arm to get him to do something he's already decided to do. (laughs) And that my job isn't to stand outside the gates and lob praise and hope that one day he's going to come out and know that he's already torn the veil. He's opened the gates. He's prepared the courts. All he's saying is, please come in. Whoa, anybody want to encounter the goodness of God tonight? To let His goodness pour out on you. To the point where it makes the rest of the world jealous for Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Here's the promise again. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings 
They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Well, but we need to wait on the Lord. Not passive, active. To step in to all that He's provided. If you want to let the goodness of God pour out on you tonight, if you're ready to grab a hold of God, to set an ambush for God. I just want you to stand to your feet tonight.